When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, no one ever thinks about the food below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo Welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are talking about Below Deck Sailing episode 10 of season three. And Bravo called it Villa Today, Gone Tomorrow. And we've decided to call it Below Deck SVU Edition. And here's Jen for your rapid recap and a little bit of an explanation about our title. The title actually came from someone on Twitter. Her handle is at Irish Show Junkie. And the minute she said that the situation with Ashley and Gary, that if Gary was drunk and Ashley still did that, that it should be an SVU situation. So I couldn't get that out of my head enough to make a good title. So thank you, Iris, for inadvertently titling our episode. Thank you, Iris. (laughs) And the... Rapid recap. Gabby doesn't know how to make interpersonal relationships work and she feels defeated. The crew night out ends with a full contact massage that Gary quickly forgets or pretends to. Kelsey gets up the next morning and immediately passes out. The crew heads off to the villa for a day of fun in the sun. Gabby is drinking a lot and comes at Marcos with fighting words. The mood gets tense and Gabby goes to sleep it off. Marcos is really unhappy with being disrespected and wants nothing to do with negativity. Back on the boat while the crew's at the villa, Glenn phones his mom and tells her he had a strange dream about buying donkeys. The crew readies for dinner at the villa and Gabby goes to Marcos to try and make amends and they seem to hug it out. More than once, Gabby makes the situation uncomfortable when people don't understand her attempt to joke around. Heading back to Parsifal, Gary encourages Daisy to talk to Gabby. Colin and Ashley start talking about Gabs within earshot of her, and she joins them purposefully to make it more awkward. Daisy has a hard time trying to work up the gumption to talk to Gabby, but she does talk to Glenn. After a talk with her friend Cookie, Gabby pulls Glenn aside and tells him she wants to leave. Glenn's very supportive of Gabby looking out for her mental health. Everyone feels it's the right choice for Gabby to go. Some are sadder than others. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you. Going into this episode, the thing with Gabby and Ashley and all of that really seemed like it was going to take the forefront of the episode based on the little bit of the preview that we saw and 
Gabby pulling Glenn aside and saying, I need to talk to you. Like, I really thought that was going to be the focal point of the episode. I was wrong. Yeah. I was so, so very wrong. Mm -hmm. Watching this entire situation, I just want to get it out of the way so that I don't have to think about it or talk about it anymore. Watching this entire situation with Ashley and Gary play out was quite possibly one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever witnessed on reality television. And granted, I don't watch as much reality TV as you do. Yeah. But I have to admit that that was extremely unsettling. You know, there's a stigma that guys can defend themselves and that there's no such thing as girls raping guys. But if there was ever even something close to borderline like that, that's what we witnessed last night. I thought it was horrifying. Yeah, it really was. It was uncomfortable to listen to. I hate, you know me, I'm really prudy and weird in that way. So I hate that kind of stuff anyway, hearing the noises and whatever, but hearing that dialogue. And what he was saying, like, I just came here for a massage. And she was like, oh, well, I just accidentally took my top off. I was cringing. And I was also wondering, and this is me in my conspiratorial ways, wondering if they packed all of the stuff from the night out in the villa and showed like all the drama of the villa to kind of overshadow that. So people would be talking about what Gabby did at the villa and Gabby leaving and not talk about the Ashley thing. It failed. Yeah. This is one of those things where, and as a person who watches a bunch of documentaries, I even watched one this weekend where some rare animal got killed by another animal and the narrator interjected and said, as a documentarian, I knew there was nothing that I should do to interrupt the cycle of life and you have to take a very hands-off approach so I couldn't save this animal and all of that. At the same time, this is real people, real people's lives. I don't understand why there wasn't a knock on the door. Production intervention. Yes. Somebody's hearing this in real time and not saying this is messed up. This should not be happening. Fortunately, Gary stopped it. It reminded me of that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail with the rabbit where the guys are like, run away, run away. away. Mm -hmm. She's like, close the door. And he just like laughs and runs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It was something that, you're right, needs to be addressed more when it comes to the reverse. Because other people said on Twitter last night that if this were the other way, and if Gary had done this to Ashley, we would be hearing nothing else this morning. Oh, right. For sure. If the shoe was on the other foot, absolutely. And Gary would probably be in a Spanish prison. Right. It's a double standard and it happens and it's sad that there's such a stigma against it because again, the common thought process is guys can defend themselves, but he was so inebriated and I'm guessing in and out of consciousness, you know, here's the hard part about this entire situation is really knowing what happened when all we were hearing was voices outside of a door, Mm -hmm. not seeing what was happening. God knows I wouldn't actually want to see it, but gravy (laughs) now, but How much of that was editing? How much of that was them splicing things together? And I think that's the only one thing that gives me caution against just all out screaming that Ashley is a rapist. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing too. We are seeing bits and pieces, but it definitely, if this is the cleaned up version, I don't want any part of the other version. And the next morning, 
they kind of leave it up in the air when Gary's trying to recollect what he thinks happened the night before because of his history as a playboy they kind of made it feel like he could be saying he doesn't remember and he really does and he just doesn't want to acknowledge it kind of thing I saw that a lot last night people talking about that that he totally remembers and he just didn't want any part of it I don't know that that's true you know, if we accept blackouts from other people, we sat there and watched Kelsey completely black out and fall down the next morning. And we've never seen any kind of behavior like that from her. So if we accept that somebody can black out in another situation, why can we not accept it with Gary? Right. Is it just because of his history? I don't know. Well, and I don't think he helps his case by talking to her the next day and saying, look, if that's going to happen again, let's just make sure we're not that drunk. Because I would like to remember it kind of thing. And maybe that's because he would have a little bit more of a conscious level of, I need to GTFO of the situation if it happened again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of her fully taking advantage of the fact that he's that inebriated. Yeah. This is one of those things where since we weren't in the room and we weren't inside Gary's head, we're not going to know. I wish I did. I wish he would speak out about it. I don't think that he's going to. I don't think so either. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought it up. I would just rather get it out of the way and then talk about the rest of the show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I understand. Well, a lot of people have been listening to the interview with Gabby. We got to talk to her quite a bit about her side of the story. How did you feel viewing it last night? Well, I think there were some hard moments. I mean, there was a part where I was just like covering my face with my hands and looking through, you know, my fingers because I just... I it's it's hard to watch I think knowing her demeanor and her sense of humor it's mm-hmm. a little bit different for me watching it probably than the average bear just because I have had interpersonal interactions with her right. but watching how flat that all fell with the mm-hmm. crew at that dinner where she is like welcome to my house now I have to drain the pool mm-hmm. you know I think she was not reading the room and I'm going to go ahead and guess that alcohol had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But she was just not picking up on the fact that everybody was like, Oh, this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Ashley had already been in everybody's ear. Marcus had already been in everybody's ear. She had a lot working against her already. And then her own behavior coming off as pretty sassy and as you said, sharp tongued towards mm-hmm. Marcos when they were hanging out in the pool I think it all just went sideways right? and it just was bad timing. And I think if that had happened earlier in the season or not when there was a massive amount of conflict between her and everybody else on the crew, it felt like besides Daisy and Kelsey, Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a different story and people probably would have laughed, but she didn't do herself any favors by not paying attention to the social cues that were happening at this time. Right. I agree. It was difficult to watch. I did find myself mama bearing a little bit last night on Twitter because it's funny how an audience can flip on a dime and in their head, it's this false dichotomy of you either have to be on Gabby's side or you have to be on Marcos's side. And one of my friends said, why is Gabby coming in so hard on Marcos? And I'm like, well, and I just rattled off a list. I said, look, he's said he wished she would drown. He tossed Daisy onto her, got her knee in the head, and then laughed about it and said it was her problem. There were multiple times where he did something, but they were only seeing Gabby's part in it. It was like... 
they didn't see Marcos as doing anything wrong either. And I get having a fan favorite. I get supporting the person that you enjoy seeing on the show. And I enjoy seeing Marcos on the show. I just don't get why it has to be one or the other. None of us has gone through life and not had an off day. Right. Where we were snippy with people or where we handled a situation badly. Everybody's done it. But when it comes to reality TV, some people are just ready to like drop you. Well, I think that speaks to the fickle nature of the reality TV audience though. Right. It really gave me a lot of flashbacks to you. And honestly, I was that person to you. And I felt like a total jerk as I'm sitting here watching this, being upset with other people. And I'm like, I totally did this to Adrian. And I mean, it's 12 years ago and we're over it. And thank God we're friends now and all of that. But it just made me be really introspective about how I react to reality TV as a fan. Because being on the other side of it, a lot of times since I am a super fan, I'm fans of the same people that most everybody else is because they're the entertaining people or whatever. Right. But this was one of those situations where I found myself on the flip side and I didn't have to defend her, but you do feel like, hey, there are two sides to this, you know? And I am glad that she came on and talked to us. So we got to hear a little bit of her side, the unedited not fit into an arc storyline side of it. Right. And I think that that's the thing. I feel like in all of this, look, I'm not taking back any single thing that I said about Ashley. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. I think she's vile. Mm -hmm. I no amount of editing would change my mind unless they just stuck her in the laundry room and she never spoke. Mm -hmm. The things that she allows to come out of her mouth, whether it's by the encouragement of production or not, are things that I find unacceptable. When she's like, guys are just obsessed with me. I'm like, I can't, I can't with you. I just, mm -hmm. I can't. Right. Like you are seeing something. I'm, I'm glad that your self-confidence is that high, but I think it's false. I think this is just you saying these things, hoping that they will be true. And none of that is in reality, what's happening. And so that's why I have a real problem with her. I understand where you're coming from being like, am I taking this too far? Am I thinking about this too severely? But I think we've seen 10 episodes of Ashley and her behavior and her trying to snake around people and undermine Gabby yeah. and tear Gary's pants off. And I wasn't referring to my thoughts and things that I've expressed about Ashley at all when I said that, because there's a history, like you said, there are multiple occasions that I can point to where this was rotten, this was rotten, this was rotten. And it becomes not just a pattern of behavior but a character definer. But we don't have all of those things with Gabby. We had her have one really horrible day. And that's more what I was talking about. People always go to the one thing with Kat that wasn't even really you. It was somebody who you were friends with then that you aren't even friends with now. And they still use that as their way to go at you. Right. So it was more in that kind of flip on a dime sense, not somebody whose behavior we've seen over and over that they show us who they are. Right. 
Yeah. Right. I'm being judged on an association. That's the literal definition of guilt by association. What you're referencing is the interaction that Simon had with Kat on the boat Mm -hmm. and which was not my words, not my my responsibility, not any of that stuff. And had I known what was really going on, I would have obviously acted very differently. But like you said, it's 12 years ago. Right. What am I going to do? Yeah. And I'm looking at this going, what do we really know about Parker? Mm Mm-hmm. about his interactions with everybody else on the crew we've seen very little of him Mm -hmm. other than his food coming out of the kitchen we've seen very little even on the nights off it doesn't seem like he besides his little squabbles with gabby it doesn't really seem like he's participating the same way the rest of the crew is Mm -hmm. he's not up in the hot tub getting a booty shaked in his face he's not around much which i find really interesting Yeah. And I don't want to put like a dark shadow on it and assume the worst about him either. I just feel like there was more than one thing going on. And you can say Gabby had a bad moment, but you don't have to say chuck Gabby overboard kind of thing, (laughs) you know? Right. It was a little frustrating to watch people's reaction to it. I was really surprised by it because she really has been a wonderful crew member. Aside from dropping the champagne glasses up to that point, she had really done her job very well and they could count on her to do a lot. And we got to see that validated when she had her talk with Glenn. And also in our interview, she took responsibility for what she did. She admitted that she's not an angel. She admitted that she drank too much. So that is also a rarity in reality TV where people will admit their side of it because so far I haven't really seen that with the other one we've been talking about for most of the episode. Level of introspection is really interesting because as you said, even with previous Below Deck cast, we don't see a lot of that. No. And that's really the only basis that I have to go on because that's the only reality TV show that I watch. But there's really not a lot of that. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of people owning their behavior. There's not a lot of people saying, I really need to do better. Right. You know, there's people that have come back from previous seasons and done a 180 on their behavior. But we've never seen somebody in the moment be like, I screwed this up. Yeah. I had high hopes for this. I thought I was going to come in and be friends with everybody and it's not how it turned out and I'm sad about it. And I know that part of that is me and I need to do something about that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. Yeah. I wish we would see more of that because that's real human behavior. Right. You know, in real life, when you're on a job, first of all, most of them are not temporary, like six weeks, but you don't just walk away from that and go, oh, well, unless you quit. Right. If you have egregious behavior that your coworkers notice, you have to fix it or you lose your job. Right. Yeah. I am sad to see her go. I would like to end on a happy note though, or at least a humorous one. The cutaways to Glenn throughout the night. Yes. Had me dying. (laughs) I love him so much anyway. I mean, I've made no bones about the fact that I adore this man. But when he was watching or listening to the podcast about the reproductive cycles of eels, it was just so random. So random. Yeah. And then as always, his flatbread munching and him talking to his mom on the phone about dreaming about buying donkeys. (laughs) He's just the best. So fun. But the previews for the rest of the season, they actually socked in a whole lot there. They gave us a lot of information. Oh, yeah. And I am, I mean, this is the petty Betty part of Adrian is that seeing that there's a girl who comes and maybe steals Gary's attention away from Ashley. Oh, my God. Well, Scarlet. whatever small my name was. 
Yes, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see how that turns out. I am too, because you can see, you can see Ashley at that table vividly recalling the night that we were discussing at the beginning of the but show. she's trying to pee on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marking territory. And even he was just like, well, that was a really graphic description or something like that. <laughs> so I'm not very ladylike, is it? No. I guess kiss and don't tell doesn't apply to uh yeah Ashley. no so we know just in that little snippet that they showed that it was never necessarily about gabriella right and i think it's funny that she doesn't have that with daisy because at the point last night that gary was saying those pants look good on you to daisy she was just like why don't you guys just screw and get it over with she doesn't seem to have that competitiveness and i don't know if that's false encouragement because she knows Daisy doesn't want to do that. Or how smart would it be for you to talk shit to your boss like that? True. Yeah, but that would still make it false. Yeah. So I just don't know how much I believe her encouragement to Daisy, to be quite honest, especially after seeing the previews with Scarlett. Right. But it looks like we're still going to have a lot go on this season, and I'm excited to see it. I will miss Gabby on Monday nights, but we love the show. We love a lot of the crew and... There's lots more to come. Thank you guys for joining us again. Please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us. And we'll see you guys next week for a recap of episode 11. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.